Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, to my loyal subs, members, and Patreons. Hi there. I hope you're having a fantastic day. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Let me just ask that if after watching the video you find you enjoyed it or learned something, please smash the like button. And if you want to support the work I do here, please consider a Patreon membership. I'll leave a link in the description. Now, let's get started. The case against alleged killer Brian Koberger continues to move toward a trial. Koberger is accused of savagely taking the lives of four University of Idaho students, Ethan Chapin, Zana Kernodal, Kaylee Gonsalves, and Madison Mogan, back on November 13th of 2022. The road to trial, however, feels like a game of chess. Both the prosecutors and Koberger's defense team have been filing motions all along the way, to help their respective positions. Koberger's defense team filed a motion on July 25th in which it asked the judge to dismiss, meaning toss out, the grand jury's indictment of Koberger. The indictment by the grand jury meant that the grand jurors believed there was probable cause to believe Brian Koberger committed the crime that resulted in the deaths of the four students. The defense is arguing that the grand jurors were misled as to the standard of proof required for an indictment. They're claiming that prosecutors failed to give the grand jurors proper instructions when they explained the burden of proof to them. Per the defense, instead of prosecutors telling the grand jurors to base their votes on probable cause, as in there's probable cause based on the prosecutor's evidence to believe that Koberger committed the crime, the prosecution should have told the grand jurors to base their votes on the tougher standard of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. It is for this reason that the defense wants the judge to toss out Koberger's indictment. The defense is also asking that if the judge refuses to toss out the indictment, then they would like a preliminary hearing with a magistrate judge. This would give Koberger's lawyers the chance to question the prosecution's witnesses and the evidence and to potentially expose evidence that is in Koberger's favor before his case would go to trial. You may recall that during grand jury proceedings, the defense is not not allowed to be present. Now, I have heard several attorneys on YouTube say that the defense's request is ridiculous, that probable cause is the standard of proof used for grand juries, and that the standard of proof of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt is reserved for trials. I even heard one lawyer say that the defense should have its hands slapped for filing this motion to dismiss the indictment. Another lawyer said that even if the defense was granted a preliminary hearing, there's no magistrate judge in the country that would decide to drop the charges against Koberger based on the evidence 
in the probable cause affidavit. I'm feeling like the defense likely knows that a judge is not going to rule in their favor on dismissing the indictment, but that these moves are maybe being done to give Koberger the best defense possible. Try every strategy. If he doesn't get a decent defense, and if he's convicted, then it's possible the conviction could be overturned on appeal, and that would mean that Koberger could go free. The defense also filed another motion for a stay of proceedings. What that means is they're asking the court for a halt or a pause in the proceedings. On the same day that the defense's motions were made public, the prosecutors filed their own motion. In it, they asked the judge to force Koberger's defense team to provide an alibi for him before his trial, which is scheduled for early October. The prosecutors also asked that if the defense fails to provide Koberger's alibi within 10 days, then they should be prohibited from entering an alibi for him during the trial so that they could not use an alibi defense for him during the trial. Koberger's team has already failed to provide his alibi before the deadline it was previously given, and under Idaho law, a defendant must submit an alibi defense to the court within 10 days of being asked for it by the prosecution. Koberger's attorneys have hinted that they have evidence showing that Koberger was somewhere else when the crime went down in Moscow, Idaho, but they don't want to share that evidence until the trial. Koberger's lead attorney, Ann Taylor, wrote the following, evidence corroborating Mr. Koberger being at a location other than the King Road address will be disclosed pursuant to discovery and evidentiary rules, end quote. Taylor wrote that such evidence could be offered during witness cross-examination at Koberger's trial. And the reason the defense gave for not submitting Koberger's alibi to the defense is that he has a right to remain silent to stand silent. But the prosecution, in turn, is arguing that under Idaho law, Koberger has to produce an alibi prior to his trial if he intends to prove his innocence by saying he was somewhere other than the crime scene when the students were harmed. The prosecution is saying that the defense if they plan to use an alibi defense, then they have to share now where Koberger supposedly was when the crime took place. And this is because the prosecution has the right to investigate Koberger's alibi prior to his trial. The prosecution is also saying that the defense has to now share the name of all witnesses on whom Koberger intends to rely to prove his alibi. The prosecution is also saying that under the law, if the defense fails to produce Koberger's alibi before the trial, then it forfeits its right to use an alibi defense. But again, the defense is saying that Koberger has a right to remain silent. Thus, they're saying the court cannot force him to share his alibi before the trial. So right now, we're waiting to hear what the judge will say about all these filings. Will the judge rule that Koberger's team has to provide his alibi, or will the judge allow them to wait until the trial to demonstrate Koberger's alibi through their cross-examination of the prosecution's witnesses and or by having Koberger testify to defend himself. 
Who wants to see Brian Koberger on the stand? I do. I do. Who will win the chess game? That remains to be seen. But my guess is that Brian Koberger will see his case go to trial. So the indictment is not going to be tossed out. But the trial most likely will not take place in October because everyone has said that the defense, if that indictment isn't tossed out, needs more time to prepare its case, as in to find experts who can refute the prosecution's experts and to find and prepare any witnesses can perhaps support Koberger's claim of innocence. I also suspect the defense will not be able to come up with a solid alibi before the trial, and therefore the defense will have to find a different way to try and prove Koberger's innocence, likely by poking holes in the prosecution's witnesses, trying to make them seem like not credible witnesses. They'll also try to poke holes in the evidence, the circumstantial evidence. Say that because the defense will have to explain away the white sedan that was captured on various surveillance videos in Moscow and in Pullman on the morning of the crime. Yes, we cannot see the driver's face and we can't see the license plate, so that could possibly be argued away like that. But then they're also going to have to tear apart the cell phone and cell tower data, placing Koberger in his white car and traveling toward Moscow on the morning of the crime, as well as traveling back to Pullman hours after the crime. I'll also have to explain away Koberger's DNA being found on the leather sheath left at the crime scene. And for those who think the DNA was planted, then they're also going to have to prove the cell tower data, the cell phone usage, all that stuff, the car, that's all planted too. Quite an elaborate plan, that is, right? They'll also have to explain away Dylan Mortensen seeing a guy with bushy eyebrows, his height, his physique, and the 11 trips Koberger's cell phone took to the King Road neighborhood before the crime. What a chess game this is. All the while, the timer to ensure Koberger gets a speedy trial keeps ticking, until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, smash that like button and subscribe to the channel.